now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello once again. It's Pastor Marty. And Tommy D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're coming back from depression this week. <laughs> That's such an upbeat way to start. I know, it yeah, is. Down it in is. the dumps. It is. Uh, you'd be surprised the number of people that I've talked to, because, you know, I talked about how sometimes I just wake up, and you're just in a sure. grumpy mood. Um, I'm not sure that's depression, but sometimes you can slip into that sure. little If that you little stay there. But I've had so many people, even my dad this morning on the phone, he said, I liked your message. He said, sometimes I wake up the same way. I don't know why. Yep. But, I, you know, to some degree, this one, this one does uh, affect us all. It does. In some way or another. So yeah, we did jump right in. It's uh, coming back from depression this week is what we talked about, and and uh, it's a hard one, Tom. You know, you've preached on th- stuff like that. I before. have, yeah, I've, I've preached on it here, and and you and I wrestle with the same things. You don't want to oversimplify it and just say the answer is Jesus, even though He is the answer. Yeah, um, but you want to meet people right where they are. Um, one of the things that I love, if you want to jump right into the message, one of the things I love uh, how you set this up. You were talking about Elijah, and you you started by going over all of the things he had accomplished for God. So this wasn't somebody that was just down and out. Um, right. I mean, this was somebody who was, you know, living his best life, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was accomplishing great things. And I got to thinking about that. Um, isn't it crazy how sometimes it's when you're— what you seem to be on the mountain top, um, that's when out of left field you can just get smacked. Oh yeah, and, and depression sets in. Absolutely, I think that it's uh, you. You you ride. You know, most of us have some level of emotional highs and lows that we go through. Right. Um, I kind of consider myself pretty even kill, but but even there, you have the highs and the lows. You know, mm-hmm. you have moments that you're super excited, and then. And then your brain start it, it just starts playing games with you, you know, that, okay, everything's going really well right now. What if, what right. if, what if, what if, and you start to overthink things. And, you can and, bring the negative thoughts on yourself. Absolutely. But, but, you know, like he was this guy that he was on this mountaintop and you even, you kind of went into detail about when, uh, when he was facing off against the 400 prophets of Baal. Yeah. So. But when you were talking about he was, it was hilarious, uh, you know, checking his phone. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's relieving himself. <laughs> um, so obviously for him to to be in a position where he felt comfortable enough to mock that oh, yeah. that many adversaries, he clearly was somebody that had great confidence as well. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what's so crazy about the whole thing. But that's why it's relatable to everybody. Right. Because you, you can have a great weekend and then Monday morning, it's one, Monday one morning conversation depression. or yeah, yeah, and uh, or, or one little thing goes bad, and we all we we blow things up, you know, yeah. and uh, the the whole thing with the puzzle, um, that was good, was just for me. It, it's a great object lesson that you know, and I held up the the kids puzzle with five pieces, and a two year old. They, you know, to some degree struggle with that, probably closer to that one and a half. Was it bad that it seemed complex to me? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, well that you know, that's, but for some people, uh, some things are complex in their hands and it's simple to others. Like, I 
have a t- if y'all ever saw the Bob Newhart skit? Did you ever see that one where the the uh, lady comes into his counseling office and she goes through? Did you ever see that? I don't, I don't oh, think it so. is hilarious. You need to okay. you need to look it up on on a. It's probably on YouTube. But yeah, he's sitting there across the desk, and the lady sits over there, and she starts going through all of these different scenarios or what's going on, and he looks at her and says, "Well, just stop it." <laughs> And then she goes through this whole thing and he says, no, really, just stop it. <laughs> so, you know, being uh, married for 24 years, I, I found that when my wife's in a bad mood, she yeah. likes it when I look at her and said, just, just stop it. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that quickly sends You're me right. into a depression. Right. Oh, yeah. You, you would be depressed yeah. after that. But, but, you know, sometimes when others look at our problems, they see mm. it yeah. even more simplified. They're like... For sure. Well, don't talk to that person anymore. Yeah. If they are always getting you down, stop. Right. Stop. Stop going there. Stop browsing social media. Stop. Just stop it. Yeah. You know, but it, but it's easy on the outside looking in to, to see someone else's problems as, as simple. But when it's yours, it's a big deal. Sure. Right? Absolutely. It's a big deal. My, my problems to me are big, and I want you to recognize that, but you look at them and you go, no, it's really not as bad as you think it is. Well, and I, one of the things that was good is, you know, you said the, the, there's a progression, a descent that yeah. leads us into depression. Mm-hmm. And the first thing was loss. And yeah. I think maybe sometimes we see loss and we think of the catastrophic things, but really it, it could be simplistic things that to anybody on the outside looking in, you'd be like, well, yeah, it's a loss. And you said that like, you look back at your teenagers and they had a, a breakup and yeah. you're like, I promise in a couple of years, you're going to look back and be grateful. But to them, it's catastrophic. Right. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's massive to everybody, but any kind of loss, if we dwell on it, mm-hmm. can start us into that descent. Yeah, because we, we begin to over magnify it. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to overthink things and, and um, you know, we, we, and I, I listed some things like, you, you know, the loss of love, the loss of significance, the loss of some kind of security that you have. Um, you know, f- others on the outside, again, might oversimplify that. For, but for the person in it, in the middle, that's where depression starts for, for a lot of people. It's that, it's that loss of something that gave you joy, gave you peace, gave you comfort, um, gave you happiness, uh, whatever it was. And you lose that, your mind starts to play tricks on you and you you begin to overthink it. And then, yeah, as you, as you think about that that slip or that descent into depression, next thing, we start getting in these negative thinking patterns, right? For sure. We get in the negative and, and then you, you start talking about the kind of the timeline of what Elijah did. And I think that it's when we slip into the, the negative, um, that's when we begin to uh, isolate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and you said, rightfully, we can either isolate ourselves uh, completely or we just isolate ourselves from truth. So mm-hmm. even if we don't isolate ourselves from people, we start gravitating towards the ones who are going to feed into that negativity. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, that sometimes for, for a lot of people, it's the news, oh. you know, the negativity of that and the, 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 uh, the world around us is crumbling. You yep, know, it's, it's like, apart. The, the global warming in 12 years, we're going to be dead, you know, and, and, uh, all this stuff we're breathing. And it's just, you look at, you look at the cycle of news and, and it's not just 
on one side or the other. That's Everybody's right. got their gloom and doom. That's right. I don't care if you're conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, whatever. Both sides have their gloom and doom. Yeah, actually, I was listening to the news last night, and they talked about that very thing. So this ain't getting political, but the the left is pointing out um, all the bad things like what you just said, global warming yeah. and and the systemic problems that we have as a country. And so it's negative, negative, negative. Yeah. The right then looks at it, same thing, as negative as, man, this once great country is imploding right before our face. But, yeah. but all you're getting is negative. <laughs> right. I mean. You're getting the hyped up negativity because every single election – the, the most, most important, important election of, of our life. lifetime. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> so, right. Every one of them. And so, uh, you know, so we, we, we listen to that. We, we feed our minds full of that. And, and we, we slip into these negative patterns of thinking. And, and listen, Tom, can I confess to, to something to you? Yeah. Nobody's listening. Self, just me. Self-pity is my thing. Hmm. Do you ever get in that? Never. Never? Yeah, okay, right. I'm, I'm alone in this. Yeah. Self-pity. Oh, my gosh. Nobody has it as bad as me. Blah, 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 blah. And we, we start to convince ourselves mm-hmm. that somehow we're worse off than anybody else is. And uh, and then other people look at you and go, you're crazy. Yeah. You're you're out of your mind. Listen, I I think sometimes we're, we think we're really good at hiding it, too. Yeah. Right? Like last week, you walked in my office. I thought, you know what? I'm putting on a mask today. <laughs> I was in a day of self-pity and you walked in my office and you were like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but I guess I'm not hiding it well. But I mean, yeah, we all get there. Yeah. And I, and that's one of the great things I love about this staff is, you know, we we know each other so well. Oh, yeah. When, when, you can tell. Yeah. And we, we all get into that that moment where, or those days where we just have those things and that self-condemnation. I do that after every sermon. Yep. You know, I, I even replayed this past week's in my mind. I'm like, I wish I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. I should, wish I would have said this. I wish Absolutely. I would have said this differently. Self-condemnation, fear, hopelessness, all those things. And then it's that, that repressed anger that just, we bury it down deep. Yeah. I'm interested in that one. Just elaborate more on the repressed anger. How is that you were talking Sometimes you don't even realize that's where you are, and then something, you know, you might say something or react, and you're like, "Where did that come from?" Yeah, yeah, that's happened to me. But where do you think? Uh, where did that show itself with Elijah? With Elijah, I think he was, um, you know, he he, and, and I, I talked about some of it where he was talking about how he's the only one. Yeah, yeah. You know, when and he I, clearly I, wasn't right, and I've done all of these things. God, I've been jealous for you for this for the nation of Israel, and I've done all of these things, and and now I'm fleeing from my from my life because of Jezebel. Mm-hmm. And so there was that that the repressed anger that at life in general, and we do that. You know, we have this stuff that we we just allow it to to build up in us, and in the in the moments that we maybe least expect it or moments that just, it just happens and we explode on mm-hmm. somebody and uh, gosh, I'm so guilty of those things. Yeah. It's just, you just let stuff build up and then somebody's going to experience the, the, the results of that. And so uh, healthy conversations along the way are better and, or talking things out and just confessing that stuff to God before we get to that place where it just builds up. But it's that negative thinking pattern that that got Joshua, I'm, got Joshua Elijah to the place of he had that 
anger that he was just mad at everybody and probably mad at God too, that he had let him get to this place. But, you know, God had been with him all along. Like you pointed out at the beginning, he, all these accomplishments he had over the years, um, God's handiwork was, was all over him. But isn't it crazy how we want to see what, like we want to see all of the blessings and the provision in the moment. Mm Mm-hmm as opposed to just trusting his providential hand at work. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that was part of uh, somebody who got baptized a few weeks ago. That was part of his story, right? Mm-hmm. He he just said that for years and years and years, he was living life almost like in that passage you read Sunday where he thought God owed him something. Yeah, I mean, Elijah thought that God owed him something. He was mm-hmm. doing all these great things for him. And then the guy who goes here to church who got baptized, he just finally that light bulb went off and he said, God doesn't know me anything. Mm. You, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and I think probably for many of us, and I'm not saying this is across the board. The way, one of the reasons we get depressed or get down is we play out scenarios in our mind that have never happened. Sure. Yeah. Rather than, and so Elijah, he's playing out a scenario probably with Jezebel and and her coming after him or sending her army after him, whatever. <clears throat> he is playing out these scenarios in his mind that had never happened rather than looking back and seeing and what God's God had. You know, yeah. Not that some of the things that people experience are not tragic. I understand sure. tragedy. We've been around enough of that. I understand that. But what I understand also is God is a source of comfort and peace and strength in the midst of those things. And in the end, we're winners, you know, and, and this life is like a vapor, but we play out scenarios in our mind. And, and I'd like to know what Elijah, what kind of scenarios he was playing out in his mind. Me too. I, because I just wonder, like, the difference. How can the same man that confidently stands before 400 adversaries and mocks them? Yeah. What changed that he ran just from the word of a woman? His focus. His focus. Okay. What he st- he started focusing on himself. Got you. Instead of the instead of what God had done and yeah. got all the and what God was going to do. Right. He just the same thing we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's good. You know, we're we've talked about this. We're in a great season here at Charity. I mean, we've baptized as many, almost as I think one we're shy. one away, one yep. shy of where we were in the entire year last year. We've already baptized that many. We're ha- we're growing by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Every single week, we're seeing new people here. You know, our attendance is up by uh, 30% or yeah. more, 30 or 40%. And it's just, it's incredible all that God is doing, but we can easily focus on the wrong thing and, 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 and become very uh, inward focused on us and, and rather than on the goodness of God and the, what God is blessing us with. That's really good, man. And that's a tool of Satan, right? It is. Well, I mean, he's going to, yeah, that's how Satan gets us. I I love what you said, his focus changed. Man, Mm -hmm. if you look at your life and and moments where we slip into this, all we're doing is shining that spotlight on ourselves. Oh, yeah. That's what you said, right? The the center of sin is what? I. I. That's right. Man, that was good. Yeah, it's not original with me. I've seen it. Yeah, but that's still good. Then, you know, Elijah, one of the things that he did, and we're guilty of, he isolated himself. That's right. And, uh, you know, I, I'm guilty of that. I'll find myself just not wanting to get out of the house and I'm not wanting to be around people, that kind of thing. And, and when we, when we isolate ourselves, 
we start to listen to our voices more and more, our own voices of uh, reasoning as to why we should be depressed, why mm-hmm. we should be down, why we should be discouraged, rather than listening to the voice of God. And, uh, and while, while Elijah was isolating himself, God he, was using it for solace. Or, it turned into solitude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to talk about that a little bit, the difference in those two. Isolation is self-centered. Yeah. It's dangerous. Very dangerous because you can slip into a lot of things. You know, self-talk that's mm-hmm. negative. Uh, you could slip into other things that, that, that are just dangerous to be when you're alone like that. But solitude is focused on God. It's very healthy. It's very healthy. So one's very dangerous, one's very healthy. Right. But they're both you being alone. Yep. And one of them is you're talking to yourself and listening to yourself. The other one, you're talking to God and listening to God. And there were multiple times that God came to Elijah or the the angel of the Lord, who I think might have been Jesus, um, and asked him, what are you doing, Elijah? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing here? And, you know... I didn't focus on that in my study, but when I was on the platform, I kept looking at that going, man, that's, that's something that probably God looks at us and go, what What are you you doing? doing? Absolutely. What are you doing? Look at what I've done for you. Look at how I've blessed you. Look at how I've carried you through all of this. What are you doing? Why are you so down on life and why are you so depressed and why are you isolating yourself? What are you doing? But eventually the Lord spoke to him in that still small voice. A whisper. <laughs> he spoke to him and Elijah listened and that isolation turned into solitude and what a change, what a game changer. Indeed. It set everything in the right direction. It, it did. And I, I love, you know, God, whether that was Jesus um, visiting him was basically saying, I'm not done with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if we're still here and we're still breathing, God's not done with us. And sometimes we just need to get up. Get up and get out of the cave. That's right. Right? Get out of your house. Yep. Get out of your isolation and go serve somebody. And I, I'm telling you, I think, again, this is where you have to be careful with the topic, but I think whenever I have seen people who struggle with depression and they struggle with um, just being down, if they will just go and serve someone else in some capacity... Mm-hmm. You got, and it's not even necessarily looking at them. They have it worse than me. That's not even, that's not even it. Cause they may not. It's you getting your eyes off yourself that's and putting exactly your eyes it. on somebody else Yeah. and their needs and how you can serve them in simple ways. It could be your spouse that you go serve. Mm-hmm. It could be your child that you go serve. It could be your parent that you just go serve somebody else and give of yourself rather than convincing yourself of how bad life is for you. It's funny of all the things you talked about. One of my daughters actually contacted me um, Sunday evening and wanted to talk more about that, Hmm. about that part. Um, And she asked specifically about you and me. She was like, so what does that look like for you and Marty? What do you, and I got to talk about that, about what you were just saying. Like when you're, when you're serving somebody else, like you're not focusing on yourself. And so even last week, we were joking. You walked in, and you could tell, man, Tom's in a funk. And you were kind enough to let me go. But you know what I did? I went home, and my wife went there, but I served her. Huh. Like, I, I needed to do something. And I needed to do something to get out of my own head. So I just went home and, and did things for her yeah. around the house. And so 
that was very fresh when you said that Sunday. And of all the things you said, I love that one of my young adult daughters called and said, talk to me more about that. Like, mm. what does that look like? Yeah. But it's so true. Yeah. Because God, he wants us to bear one another's burdens. He wants us to love our neighbor as ourselves. When we do that, we fulfill the law of God, he says. And mm-hmm. so it's not coincidence that when we do what he says, it reshifts that focus. Oh, and yeah. So makes a difference. And so, you know, Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you got to deny yourself. Amen. Take up your cross and follow him. And for some of us, the way you can get out of depression is you can simply look for other people to serve. Deny yourself, get up, and go do something. Serve. Well, I know you're excited about this weekend. I am. Yeah, I am. Are you talking about? I'm going to talk about the great Samson. You know what I was thinking earlier? What? Because I know you're talking about Samson. You had that wrestling match this weekend with uh, Poison Ivy. Oh, my goodness. And right now your arms are swollen so much you look a little bit uh, like I look Samson. look a little. Yeah, yeah. I look like Popeye. All puffed little, up. Like forearms. I'm going to see the doctor here in a minute to get rid of this junk. I trim my hedges around the house, and if somebody was to pressed they could have came to my house and trimmed my hedges for them i would have really <laughs> encouraged them well, a lot. you would definitely feel better right now but, <laughs> but sure you do look a little like samson so well, that, there you go. there's look at there. there's the win hopefully by sunday it won't be that way <laughs> but yeah sunday we're going to be uh we're going to be talking about samson and uh his his comeback and just the fact that god's not done Amen. God's not done, and uh, even no matter how bad life has gotten. So I am excited about it, and I hope to see you all here on Sunday. Anything else? That's it. All right. God bless. God bless.